So we're, we're in a series called Let's Fight, and the, the point of the series is that we live in a culture of darkness, and there are certain things that we have to deal with to work through the darkness in our own life and plus the darkness in our culture. So our pastors, Pastor Phil and Pastor Daniel, they are leading us into what I call a deeper walk. Remember, Pastor Phil talked about truth, and then Daniel came and he talked about the application of truth, where he took, took, took the stickers about his identity. What's he saying to us? What are they saying to us? It's, it's not just an intellectual knowledge. It's something that the Holy Spirit wants to do to make something come alive in us. See, God's not interested in taking bad people to good. He's trying to take people who are spiritually dead and bringing them to life. And see, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, right? And so from there on, in, in this whole world, the only thing that's not under the curse is your spirit, because your spirit is now filled with the Holy Spirit. But from the point of your new birth, the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to get out of you. He's trying to invade your mind, trying to invade your feelings, trying to invade your will, invade your life. And so Daniel talked about how truth comes to us and it invades us. And it becomes real in us. It's not just intellectual, but it's heart. Which is interesting because the word, the Greek word for truth is aletheia, which means truth of the heart. And then Pastor Phil did a series, a two-week on, on worship. And he talked about how worship isn't what you come to on Sunday morning. It's how we live life. It's what we do. Remember the panel last week? A sweet lady was talking about when you're a mom, you're worshiping. When we go to work, we're worshiping. When, we, when we're kind to people and loving to people, we're worshiping. We're to live a life as worship. What, 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 what are they saying? Come alive. Be aware of God's presence in the moment, wherever that moment leads you. And so today, I'm going to kick off the next two weeks on prayer, where we're going to talk about what prayer can do in bringing the Spirit in our lives out of us and making us alive. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to first talk about our culture a little bit. And then I'm going to talk about the joy of unanswered prayer. The joy of unanswered prayer. And then I'm going to talk about Ephesians 6.18 with your permission on what it means to pray in the Spirit. If I have time, I may get to a little bit of John 15 about what it means to pray in Jesus' name. But we're definitely going to end with Matthew 6 with the Lord's Prayer. Good enough? Join hands with the person next to you. And let's say, Holy Spirit, we ask that you teach. And I just want to get out of the way. And um, only you can touch lives and change hearts and bring joy and peace and serenity to us. So we ask that you teach... Um, Teach us this morning in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has this blessing. Amen. I love Robbie Zacharias. Does anybody listen to Robbie Zacharias? He, I, I just love his teaching. And he talks about how our culture is just so dramatically changing. And he, he talks about on the intellectual level, that we are now living in a culture where people's questioning the existence of God. That's our world. That's where we live. That's what we're impacted by. That's what we're seeing every day. 
the question that, 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 if, there's, if there's any truth or, or is there anything we can base our life on? Is there anything that can, can be true that we can stand on? There's, you know, truth is relevant. As a matter of fact, if you say a lie often enough and loud enough, people begin what? Believing it. Because there's no truth anymore. That's just been watered down. And then we, we question even morality. What's right? What's wrong? Well, Bill, whatever's right to you is right. Whatever's wrong with you is wrong. You know, it's, it's, it's very subjective. There's no standard for right or wrong. That's the culture. We are even questioning our sexual identity. We're questioning our worth. We're questioning our value. That's the culture we're living in. That's the culture you and I are planning in. And four things that Ravi Zacharias has impacted my life through the years says this. Number one, we have to have an understanding of our origin, where we came from. Now, the world and the culture wants to say, it just happened. Two atoms just collided in space. Now, they don't tell you where the space came from. Nor do they tell you where the two atoms came from that collided. But we'll say that that's okay. And then things just happen. You know, and the reason I'm telling you this is because I want you to know those who say I'm naive with my faith, they have greater faith than I do. Because they believe that nothing came or something came from nothing. So our world is trying to tell us there's no God and you just happen. You're an accident. That's our culture. There's no origin. You're just there. I say that I was created by a loving God who designed me in my mother's womb, who loved me from the beginning of time, and who's got purpose for me. And so our world system, our culture, has to answer the question, where did you come from? They also have to answer the question, where do I give value See, our culture wants to say that there is no value. Just do your own thing. But the Word of God says I was created in God's image, and I am His Son. That's incredible value. And see, the world wants to say there's no right or wrong. The Word of God says, I am. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Follow me. And see, we now have this little thing called a cell phone. This cell phone is messing with our minds. Because on this cell phone, you can get any kind of evil you want. But you can also get any kind of good that you want. See, but this cell phone ties me to society and a social network that I'm comparing myself all the time. In the last 10 years, depression has gone off, skyrocketed. Panic, stress has skyrocketed because I'm constantly looking at this and I'm comparing myself to this. I look at your life and say, why, are, why don't I have what you have? How come I don't look the way you look? How come I don't, you fill in the blank. That's the culture that you and I are living in. And what our pastors have told us it's the way we fight against that culture 
There's four things. Number one, we have to come to an understanding of truth. Number two, through worship. And that was our last four weeks. Today we're going to start prayer. And then the last one is through loving one another and through unity. Now let me say three things about our culture and then we're going to get into prayer. Please understand that this whole world is under the control of the evil one. That is just it. It's not going to leave. That's the world we're living in. Number two, this whole world is still under a curse. That's the culture we're living in. That's why we're Christ followers. And then number three, Jesus is going to come back one day and set all that thing right. Isn't that cool? He's going to, he's going to make it right. He's going to come back. The eastern sky is going to split over. He's going to come back, and he is going to make everything brand new. But that's the culture we, we live in. Now, look. How are we supposed to live in that culture? Look at this scripture in Philippians chapter 2. I love this because it answers that question. All right, Dennis, because sometimes I don't hear this, but I need to hear this. I, Dennis, I'm supposed to do everything without complaining and arguing. Everything? Really? I'm not going to ask my family members how I'm doing with that. But it says, do everything, Dennis, without complaining, without arguing, so that no one can criticize you. So I'm supposed to live a life of love and wisdom, kindness, respect, and honor to all people. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. Wow. Now watch this. Shining like bright lights. How you doing? <laughs> if someone was to look into your private life, what would they think about God? Just a thought. Good thought. Do whatever you want with that. But shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Then he says, hold firmly to the word of life. Then, then, on the day of Christ's return, Paul says, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. That's our response to our culture. We are to shine like bright lights. But you don't know how bad the environment is at work. Shine. Like a bright light. But my marriage shine like a bright light. But my kid shine like a bright. My next door neighbors are playing music, so shine. <laughs> shine like a bright light. Shine. Shine. That's our response to our culture. Now, Look at this quote on prayer by Samuel Chadwick. Fascinating quote to me that I think is, is uh, and I'm going to move into prayer, and I'm going to read this quote, and then we're going to talk about the joy of unanswered prayer. Satan dreads nothing but prayer. His one concern is to keep the saints from praying. 
He fears nothing from prayerless studies. Oh, that is so convicting because I love to learn. But so often it's just up here. He cares nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil. He mocks our wisdom. But he trembles when we pray. Let's talk about that. I think that many of us struggle with prayer. And I just want to get this, just get this off the table. Because I prayed for that person to get well and they died. I prayed for that sweet girl who is depressed and she's still depressed. I prayed for my finances and I went bankrupt. Yes? Right? We, we all have those experiences. I, I, I seek after God, but then things didn't go the way I wanted them to go. My business did not happen the way I wanted it to happen. My marriage, I tried to make it work and it ended in divorce. My child, my child, how, how could God let that happen to my child? All those things that causes turmoil inside of us. And we wonder, does God really care? Do my, do my prayers really matter? We wonder that. And I want to say to you three things to just get that off the shelf. Just number one, every single prayer you have ever prayed has already been answered in God's time. <laughs> That's key. Let me tell you a story. Sweet Louise. I was in Houston, Texas. Kerry Looney, psychologist, PhD. He had a worldwide ministry blessing people. Late 60s, body was filled with cancer. The, the body, the church family comes together. We pray, intercede, asking God to heal him. I'm in my office. I was an associate pastor in those days. I'm in my office asking God, just give me revelation, give me understanding. And I'm telling you, just like this, God just spoke to my heart and said, I'm taking him home. Louise wasn't planned. She comes into the office, his lovely wife of over 50 years, almost 50 years. And I said, Louise, I, I got to tell you something. As I'm praying about this, I, is there a possibility that God just wants to take him home? She starts weeping. She said, I think there is that possibility. And now everything started shifting in her heart to now where her and the children were now saying goodbye to him and had a sweet, sweet last week with him. I don't know what to do about that. I don't like that. But I do know that she and him are now in the Lord's presence together. I do know when we step out and we see eternity for what it is, we get God's perspective on things. And I do know that Carrie has no cancer at all right now. 
I do know he is fully healed. And I do know he's in God's presence right now. So, so all prayers are always answered in God's timing and in God's way. Your finances right now may be miserable. You pray and surrender to the word of God and what the word of God says about your money. And you may go broke. But you keep pressing in and you keep pressing in. And I believe with all my heart one day, one day, financial prosperity is going to come your way. Now, I don't know when that day is. That's up to God. Right? Second thing I want to say about the perception that my prayers are not answered. Are you ready? God is sovereign. God gets his way. And God knows how to make the end and all the, or the beginning and all the pieces in the middle end up. I love the story. I forget who shared this story. Is a, a man, um, his horse takes off running in a village. His horse takes off. And all the townspeople come and says, oh, what bad luck. Your horse took off. Then the horse came back with 10 more. And all the townspeople said, what good luck. You've got 10 horses. And then his son, who's about ready to get married, tries to break one of the horses and breaks the leg and says, oh, what bad luck. All those horses came back and your son broke his leg. Two days later, before he was going to get married, the country went to war and the draft came and pulled all the young men, but they didn't take his son because he had a broken leg. And they said, oh, what good luck. See, the sovereignty of God, if you abandon yourself on your knees and say, God, no matter what happens in my life, I trust you fully. And the third thing I want to say about the perception of unanswered prayer is the most important thing I'm going to say today. You and I have the ability to express our love and faith to Father God by praying and connecting with Him even when we do not understand. God, I don't understand, but I'm going to love you no matter what. God, I don't understand, but I'm going to submit my life and give you all of my heart and all of my faith. God, I, I don't, but God, you are God and I'm your son and I trust your sovereignty for all time. And if you can realize that, if you can let that faith grow in you to trust him Holy, you will know that every one of your prayers are answered. Now can we get into Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. And pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Okay. Holy Spirit, we ask that you give us revelation. I want us to understand what the word prayer means. Look at this next slide. Prayer is the Greek word. Well, okay. Maybe we won't. Are we there? Prayer in the Greek is, you're up there, but you're not here. Okay, okay, prayer in the Greek is the word 
pros UK. Okay? Whenever you see pros, P-R-O-S, it's the same word for pros, kuo, for worship. Whenever you see the word pros, P-R-O-S, in the Greek, it, it literally means to come face to face, to be open-hearted, to be devoted, to be intimate, to be connected. That's what the word pros. And so when you think about prayer, don't think about a prayer list. Don't think about writing things up. Think about time with God that you're coming face to face with him. Heart to heart, openness. And there's five things that's going to happen this time. Number one, in this time with God, you're going to experience his heart in ways you've never experienced. For instance, I can get with God, and I can have my list of things I want to talk to God about, or I can get with God, and I can say, God, I'm just with you. Here we are. That's what prose is. I want a face-to-face encounter with you. I want to connect to your heart. Remember, our pastors are calling us to a deeper walk, a heartfelt walk. So God, in this time, I want to connect to who you are. I want to see your heart. I want to see your, your love and your justice and your mercy and your compassion and your kindness. I want to see you. I want to have a face-to-face encounter with you, oh God. The second thing that's going to happen in this one-on-one time, this one-on-one time of encounter with God, is that you're going to see your own heart. You're going to see you. And the reason of seeing you is not that you can have condemnation, but the reason to see you is that you can see how awesome he is and his great love, kindness, and honor towards you. The third thing that's going to happen in this one-on-one time with God is you're going to learn to trust his sovereignty. You're going to just be there and say, God, you're in charge. I'm not. You ready? I just want you. Question. Have you had an encounter with God that you say, I want you no matter what happens with me? When you have an encounter with God that you just want him no matter what happens, your prayer completely changes. That's called sovereignty. When you say, God, I just want to be your son. I just want to be your daughter. I just want to hang around you. I just want to be be with you. I I just want to pour my love and experience your love. I just want you. I just want you. That's trusting in his sovereignty. So let me ask you this question. In a very tender way, I want to say this. When's the last time you just got alone just to be with God, just because you want to be with God. Not because you want him to do anything for you. Not because you want him to do anything for anyone else, but you want to just be with him. My friends, that's prayer. See, I, I got to say this. We think about petition as prayer. Petition is maybe one 20th of prayer. There's a, I've come up with 12 different types of prayers in the Bible. That's just one part of it. But prayer as the umbrella, as the overriding concept, is you just being alone with God, allowing the Spirit to draw you out, allowing the Spirit to bring you. See, if you're not willing to spend that time with the Father, then it's difficult for you to have the heart transformation that we talked about. Let me tell you, the more time I spend with my wife, the closer we get. 
You take Brenda and I, and she goes one way, and I go another way for, for 30 days. We look at each other, and we know we're disconnecting. Not because we want to, but because we have not been intentional in spending that time together. If you want to be connected to your children, you can go to ball games. You can, go to, you can do a variety of things, but you have to connect to their heart, and you have to spend one-on-one time with their heart, and in so doing, you'll be connected to them. And it's in that connection that things happen. Now, the second word, the second word, part of the word prayer is UK, okay? And that word UK means, in the Greek, it means a wish, a desire, or a vow. It, it kind of has a concept that I'm willing to sacrifice for this to happen. Now, where does a wish come from? Where does a desire come from? It comes from the spirit within you. Now, let's go back to Ephesians 6.18. I want you to see this. Because I know this is a little bit. It says, pray. How? In the spirit. It didn't say pray in the mind. It didn't say pray in the will. It said pray in. It actually means that a true transliteration means pray in spirit. Meaning the culture that you're praying is a culture that the Spirit has arisen inside of you. And so when you pray in Spirit, what you're saying to the Father is as you bring forth these desires, as you bring forth these wishes, as you bring forth your purposes, I'm going to pray them out to you. You see, when you pray in the Spirit instead of praying in the mind then you are looking for the Holy Spirit to lead you in how to talk to the Father. And isn't that what Romans 8 says? With groanings that words cannot express. There are times with my five children that they were going through a tough time. I didn't know how to pray. I just got alone with God. And I just said, oh, oh. Especially Nathan causes me to do that a lot. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Uh, he, he and I have talked a lot about that because the Holy Spirit has done such a good work in his life. But there's times that all I could do is go, oh, God, oh, groanings and that, that, that pain inside of me. I didn't know how to put words on it. And the Holy Spirit began doing it through me to the Father. Pray in Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Now, let me tell you what the most exciting adventure, the greatest journey you'll ever be on is the journey of learning how to pray in the Spirit. When you begin praying and you know it's prompted because you're hearing the voice of God, the Holy Spirit is impressing, the Word of God comes open, you see scriptures, He says start praying these scriptures out, start declaring these things, start th th things begin happening that's called praying in the Spirit. Now look what he says. How often? At all times. Now, Bill and Rick is a couple guys that we, the three of us all work together. How do we do that at work? How do you do that in the middle of fixing dinner? How do you do that? You feel in the blank? He says pray at all times. Do you know how you do it? The same way you worship at all times. You're aware of his presence 
in your everyday life, as the Holy Spirit prompts you, you just direct it back to the Father. Okay? And it doesn't have to be words. It could be a thought. It could be a smile. Say, Father, this is to you. You're, you're at Panera Bread. It's one of my favorite places. Meet three or four times with, with, with people. And uh, they said, you get tired? I know. No, they, they got so many salads and sandwiches. It's a great variety, but that's beside the point. But anyway, <laughs> I'm talking to somebody. They're, they're sharing something with me. Inside me, I'm just saying, Holy Spirit, take that to the Father. Holy Spirit, have your will done. Holy Spirit, and see, I'm in that presence. I'm in spirit at all times. And so that's the greatest challenge. Worship at all times, right? Everything we do, everything we do, we're supposed to be in his presence, allowing the spirit to churn inside of us, directing our thoughts back to him. Uh, that's cool stuff at all times and on every occasion. Now, who said that? I didn't say that. The Holy Spirit said that through, through the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 6, verse 18. So let me say it all again. Pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. I wonder why he says stay alert. Because it's so easy for me to go down wrong paths. It's so easy for me to go. Remember Pastor Phil talked about worship, entertainment, sports, all those different things. He says we can, we can go down wrong paths and worship things that we don't need to be worshiping. Stay alert. Keep your mind focused on in spirit. In spirit. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Okay. Now I want to look at one scripture in John 15. And just one because I want you to understand this concept too. John 15, I believe it's verse 7. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you. You know what? I don't like that word, but. What he's saying is, is Dennis, as you're connected with me, as you're in spirit with me, as you're one with me, as you abide in me, as you remain with me, he says that I may ask for anything. So I'm in spirit, I'm at Panera, someone's pouring out their heart about their marriage, and I'm saying inside, Holy Spirit, I ask that you bring healing to that marriage. I'm in spirit. And then I love this. You may ask for anything you want. And it's going to be granted. Because you know what? Now I'm praying from what he's given me as I remain in him. See, I'm not praying my, I'm, I'm not praying something. God, I like to win that lottery. <laughs> I want to be in that pool. I, you know, I, I'm remaining in Him. I'm staying in spirit. And as He prompts me, I pray those things out, and He says, "Whatever I ask for, it will be granted." One more, one more passage in John 15. The next one. I think it's verse 16. Here we go. You, Dennis, did not choose me. I chose you. I could camp on that. that I, you, you know that God chose you. <laughs> he just grabbed you and said, you're mine. 
I appoint you to go and produce lasting fruit, Dennis, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. So that as I go forth in the Father, He wants to produce lasting fruit in my life. And as I remain and as I'm in spirit, as I ask, those things will happen. Now look at this, using my name. What, what does that mean? In Jesus' name is not a way to say I'm done with my prayer, goodbye God. It's not a salutation, it's not an ending. In Jesus' name is saying that you are praying by fact that you are in Christ, you are in spirit, the spirit is moving through you to declare what the Father wants. And he says, whenever you ask for anything in my name, it shall be given to you. Now look at this in Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to wind down. Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said, you know, the disciples said, teach us how to pray. Jesus said, this is how I want you to pray. All right, you ready? Our Father, Abba, Daddy in heaven. So he said, don't, don't read over that quickly. Stop. Daddy, Papa, Father. In heaven, you live outside of time. You live outside of space. Everything dwells within you. That's who you're praying to, the creator of all things, who spoke the worlds into existence, and he holds everything together. He says, may your name be kept holy. That means may your name be kept perfect. May all of the facets of your life be displayed for who it is. It's a, it's a Greek word for complete and whole in and of itself. It says, may your name be kept holy. So you pray, you say, Father, Abba, Daddy, Papa, you're holy. You're righteous. Your justice and mercy is perfect. Your compassion, your kindness, your truth, your humility. Oh, God, you're complete in all things. You're holy. And then he says, may your kingdom come. Hey, guys, when's the last time that you woke up in the morning and looked at him and said, Jesus, today's the day. Come on. I want you to come back today, Jesus. That's what he's saying. He's saying when you pray, say, God, come back today. Come and capture us away. May your kingdom come today. May you come and establish your rule and your reign on this earth today. That's a prayer that Jesus says, pray that prayer. He says, may your will be done, oh God. Perfect everything on this earth. Establish your kingdom on this earth. May your will be done in all ways on this earth, even as it done is in heaven. So when is that going to happen, by the way? It's going to happen when he comes back. Do you have a longing for his return? I don't know. When I'm away from my wife for a long period of time, I long for her return. I can't wait till we get back together. And then he says, all right, this, here, here it is. Here's a petition. Give us today the food we need. So that's when you start saying, Lord, these are things that you put on my heart. These are things I feel impressed to pray. And you start praying those things out. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So that's your emotional and spiritual health. Let go of those who've hurt you. Let go. That person who said that phrase towards you yesterday, that, that person who looked that way towards you, that person who almost ran you off the road, that person who hurt your child, forgive. Let it go. 
forgive. He says, forgive those who sin against us. And don't let them yield to temptation. But rescue us from the evil one. So if, would everybody stand up with the band come forward? We're going to pray this prayer. And I want you to be open-hearted. And I'm going to, I'm going to lead us through this prayer as the band comes up. And I want you in your heart to just, just be in spirit. Just focus your attention upon the Father. Holy Spirit, help each of us to be in you, to experience you. And we're going to go to the Father in Jesus' name. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to say, Our Father in heaven. So right now, inside your heart, tell him he's your daddy. I love you, Father. You mean everything to me. You hold me together. I adore you. I love you. May your name be kept holy. Start telling the Father how holy he is, how perfect he is, how much you trust him in all his ways, his justice, his compassion, his mercy, his kindness, his truth, all in perfect, 100% fullness at the same time. God, we trust you. May your name be kept holy. Oh, Lord, may your kingdom come now in your heart. Reach out to him. Say, Jesus, come back. Come back. Come back to this earth. Establish your kingdom on this earth. May your will be done. And then give us today the food we need. So whatever needs you have right now, In their hearts, start directing that to the Father. Give us this day, Father, our need. You know where our needs are, Father. You may have a need for help. Give that to him. A need for prosperity. You may have some bills that's gone unpaid. Give that to him. You may have a child that you're hurting over. Give that to the Father. Whatever your need is, here's a time. Give that. Release that. Give that to the Father. And forgive us our sins. Okay, now I want to take, and you guys can start playing. I want to take about 30 seconds, and I want you, I don't want you to leave this room without this opportunity. Whatever sins you are struggling with, and we all have them. Pastor Phil talked about we're all broken, we're all hurting, we all have this. Now is the time, whatever sin you're struggling with, whatever place you've come where you're missing the mark with God, release it. Let that go. Forgive us, God. Forgive us. Forgive us. Just, just release it. Just release it. Whatever it is in your life. Whatever it is. His forgiveness is full. His forgiveness is free. If you're redeemed, he's not saying to ask forgiveness to be forgiven. He's saying to ask forgiveness because you need to be free from this because he's already fully forgiven you. So be released. Let that go. And forgive those. Anyone who's hurt you, forgive them. If you have anybody in your life from your past, forgive them. Spouse who said something to you, forgive. Someone who's hurt you, forgive them. Forgive. Thank God, don't let us yield to temptation. Don't let us, God. God, we live in a crooked generation. 
There's no truth. There's no right or wrong. There's no morality. God, just, just lead us not into temptation. Don't let us fall to the darkness around us, but let us shine as lights. And rescue us, God. Rescue us. And now just open up your heart and say, God, rescue us. Rescue me. Rescue me. Okay, now open up your heart. If you want to, you just turn over your hands like I'm doing right now. Just say, God, I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm yours. And listen and worship. And let the Spirit move as we sing with